Welcome to the Working Hands Podcast. I'm Tony of Woodland Iron, joined by Keith of Blackthorn Concepts. What's going on, man? Hi. I'd like to start the show by thanking our sponsor, Sabretooth. If you go to sabretooth.com, you can save 10% using code WH on your entire order. Uh, it's for power carving bars and discs. I use them. You should too. And I'll take a moment to thank our sponsor, Maritime Nice Supply, your one-stop shop for makers, your home for abrasives, tools, steel, and more. Save on shipping by getting everything from one supplier. You can find them at maritimenicesupply.com and .ca. So what's, what's going, going on, on? man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not much over here. Just uh, working on some more toolboxes. Yeah, I heard. It'll be interesting to see see how you feel about the last one as it comes comes off the assembly, assembly line. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's a... It's already shaping up to be better. Uh, you know, as you assemble one, the second one's always better. Yeah. I find you always learn, you always learn what, just learn what worked the first time. Yeah. Well, originally I was making two simultaneously. So up to a certain point, I did everything exactly the same. And then in order to make sure I finished one before the swap, I stopped working on two and I had already known I, was, I would change like a lot of the design and how it went together. Um, but even though I stopped on one and then I started on it again now, it, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing things in a different way and it's already working out better. So when I start the third one, it'll be, I don't know, the assembly of it will be different. The design well, I mean, it's going to look the same, but the way it's constructed will be different. Okay. So. I, are you, are you find, finding that you're changing the process of it or? Like yeah. The I actual. Don't like, I don't like the wood runners I put in. I don't like how I put them in. Like I recessed them in like a dado. Um, oh, which, for the, the runner for the shelf? Yeah, for the drawers. Huh. I kind of like those on the original one anyway. Yeah, no, that's what's on this one. It's just, I'm going to do it. It's still going to be a wooden drawer runner or whatever you call it. Yeah, I got you. Slide. Yeah. I just think I will do it uh, very differently on the next set. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I got... don't like how thin they are. I don't like the way they line up. Like, everything has to be so precise doing it this way. Um, I think I have an easier way to be able to build 10 because my end goal is to make 10 of these and sell them gotcha um so i went to i have a couple of these wooden style toolboxes like i have a gershner and a different brand and they didn't do it the way i did it they like just nailed the runner in from the side with these like real little pin nails which is gotcha. fine because it's it's probably glued i don't know these things are old um so it's probably it's probably glued and nailed. I did it where I recessed the runner in and it just I don't, it makes for fine tuning and fitment later a little harder because you have to do that before you assemble the box. Uh, I got you. Yeah. So there's not like it has to be perfect. Otherwise it's not going to work. And I made these two boxes too tight, like too perfect where there is no play in it, you know? So yeah, been there. Yeah. I have an idea, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I mean, I made a lot of mistakes along the way and had to fix them. But, you know, you know, I cut the parts too, too I don't want to say too big or too small, but because it's not too small. They almost don't fit, you know? 
So it's real tight tolerances, I guess, is the. Yeah, almost aiming for machinist type tolerances in woodworking, which. Right. So that's not good. So I uh, I have a different way. I think I'm going to do it next time. And I'm still debating if I want to recess it in or not. So. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So what you have right now is those are recessed and glued. Is that what? Yeah, I made like um like a dado joint and then I glued it in so it sticks out, but it's also supported inside the like the s- side of the box as well. Right. That makes sense. Like you get a bit more strength that way. Right. But they're only like uh uh like a quarter inch or, or I don't know. I forget the measurements, but they're tiny, right? Yeah. No, they do look quite small. And it'll work for those tiny drawers. It, it I mean that's not a problem, right? Because you're not going to put much weight in each drawer. but Yeah, you're not putting 80 pounds in each drawer. <laughs> yeah. I think I have a different way I'm going to do it. Be the same basic principle. It's just going to make it easier later. If I make a drawer that doesn't quite fit right, I can adjust it. Where now it has to either work or it's not going to work. Yeah, that's pretty fine detail, I guess, or precision. Yeah. I mean... For these drawers, I had to go in and refine it, and I'm, like, taking, like, wispy shavings off just to get it to fit right, and it's, like, if I have to be that precise, <laughs> it's not going to, like, obviously, it's going to be in a climate-controlled spot, but if I make them to sell, I don't know that they will be, and then um, if it's not, I don't want it to cause issues on the end user. Like, my Gershner drawers are, like, like they come in and out sloppy, like, where mine weren't as sloppy. Like they're kind of tight fit in there. So it's just weird. So I have a new way of doing it. In my head, I have to try it out and practice to see if it works. Yeah, I got you. I would, <laughs> I have that issue where I'd be stuck in my head so so bad. I'd, it'd take me six months just to start. Yeah, well, I mean, that's where I was before I started this box. And then as I was doing it, I, I got in my head about every step of the process and I delayed it and it took way longer than it should have. Right. I started it what in June and I finished it the week before camp, maybe two weeks before camp, but I was in my head the whole time. And like, I would just find a reason to be distracted on something else. Yeah. I feel like you were the week before camp. I feel like you were getting to the, like you were still putting velvet in drawers like a week out. Yeah. But that part's easy. That's, that's a 10 minute process. Yeah, still not done right. It could uh, make a mess of things. <laughs> it could, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So now that I've made one and, and and number two should be done by the next time we record, maybe I don't know when we record next, but by next week should be done. I don't know. I have a little more confidence to tackle another one without all the hesitation. And I can figure out how long it's going to take me to finish one at a time or batch them out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It I I wouldn't even know where to start on something like that. Like I hate to say it, but I was impressed with the final result. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie to me now. No, it was uh not not something that I could put in my shop because I'm pretty sure it would warp <laughs> all the shit because my my shop yeah. is not climate controlled. Yeah. Just making things on that small scale is tough, you know. Like, the smaller you make it, I, th- I think the harder it is. That's why I was impressed with that Noah Fashone knife I won at the swap. It's tiny. It's got to be hard yeah. to do. He's got well, every detail in there. Yeah, and the same with um, 
did you did Steve Steve House show you his those uh, blacksmith knives uh, knives that he makes? He, he had I, a little a I've little paper them. towel with like four of them rolled up. It's a or like a handkerchief or something with them in it. He's just like four knives are in his pocket. That's how small they were. Yeah, I saw a photo of one, I think, but I I I did not see one in person. No. Yeah, he showed them to me at uh, one night there, and I was like, man, how do you like? They're done with a hand with a hand hammer. <laughs> like, how do you get this this small? Is it some pretty pretty wild? I think working small it improves your skill for working on a normal scale. Yeah, it definitely does. There's definitely something to be said to that. Because if you're an eighth inch off over a foot or two feet, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, it does, but it's not as drastic as being an eighth inch off when it has when you only have one inch to go. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, what were the sides on your your box? They weren't they weren't very thick. No, they're three eighths inch. Yeah, so inch so style. if you're off by an eighth, that's a third of your. The, yeah, like, I'm. Yeah, I don't mean an eighth, but, but yeah. on my box, but like, I feel like if you're off on a larger scale, like if you're building like I don't know a bookcase and you're off a little bit, it's not as noticeable as if you're off a little bit on something so small. Yeah, and I mean same as like they say. Uh, I I get this way too with with rough carpentry sometimes is that. I'm trying to be so fine with it and it's like it doesn't need to be that you don't need to be that that close on anything. Yeah. So I, I waste I, I waste a lot of time doing that. Yeah. And I mean the whole idea of it is it's handmade, right? It's not manufactured. So some imperfections here and there you just have to uh embrace almost. Let them be. I'm learning that now. Not everything has to be perfect. Yeah, I get that. I'm just having a hard time lately getting it's weird coming back after camp and then I was extremely motivated to to get started and get doing stuff and then I get out for a day or two and then get back into work and then um the last little bit I've been I just I've been having a hard time getting back at it. You lost the motivation? I think I lost a little mojo here in the last little bit, but uh, I feel it coming back. So it's definitely something to. How do like. you get motivated? <laughs> a lot of times it's deadlines for me. Like if I it, like, like case in point, we're going to keep talking about the swap. <laughs> um, the swap really pushed me to, to get it done. Cause if I didn't have the deadline, like if somebody just said, Oh, just make something, make a tripod. Like, I I don't know when I'd do it. Like, I just, but knowing I had a day that it had to be there and like people would see it and that, like that, I think, I think for me, like people are a big motivator. I don't know why. And, you know, being a, a man of my word sometimes is, is big too. If I say I'm going to do something, I, I, I try to stick, stick with it. But Yeah. So what's your next deadline? Would you like me to give you a deadline now? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I got talking about this with the guys on Clubhouse the other day, and it was like my issue lately has been like I've got no problem getting up and going to work, but when I have something for myself to do and the keeper of the deadline is me, I have no problem breaking that deadline. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So, do you it's, think uh, it's that you spend all your motivation uh, uh, on the gym? Uh, no, because the takes the back burner. They kind of go together. I do really well when both are going well. So if I'm at the gym all the time and I'm like getting my workouts in, going out to the shop for an hour or two every now and again becomes more of something that I will do. So it's, it's, uh, they kind of go hand in hand. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, but yeah, I've got, I've got a couple projects coming here. Um, I got, I think I talked about it the other day where I got the, the new blower for the forge, which is going to be nice. Cause that's one thing that it's like one, uh, I call it basically an artificial reason not to go out there is noise. And that, that blower is way quieter. I think it's marked as being like 50 decibels for max, max sound or max noise. And I have no idea what the current one I have is. And I'm pretty sure it's much louder than that. Um, but yeah, I got to make the air delivery for that. I'm going to make a cone for it, which I started the other day. I found the steel I have. I had some steel laying around that I got to clean up. I could make some, do some measurements and then weld it. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, weld it all together. So You're going to do a welded fabricated cone, not just get a 3D printed one? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, that's... Um, going to be easier to do i don't have um 3d printing is not accessible to me because <laughs> uh, i looked into it because uh, a few guys mentioned like um, libraries and stuff will have 3d printers mm-hmm. and that's not a thing here <laughs> we don't have i asked my daughters anyways and they're they're into the my oldest is in the library all the time and she said that they don't have have one locally to me so you don't have like a maker community up there. I wish somebody we, that could just print it for you. I wish we did, but I haven't really seen anything. I, I keep looking for it, and there's really no um, community per se, other than like the uh, the blacksmiths and knife makers that I know, like locally around here. So seems like Facebook is the place to go to find that. Yeah, I'll have to have a look. But you no, know, they used it, to have a pretty decent search engine where you could type in i don't know if they still do but you could type in like uh woodworkers in the new jersey area that post and join groups online and you would type that into the search and it would show you woodworkers in the new jersey area that would be in other woodworking groups so you basically know all right these guys are in the community of woodworkers Hmm. i have not looked into that i have never looked into it the first time but i did see that like it was in a youtube video or instagram reel or something they were this was a while back but they were going over like the search terms and they had that search term i think it was for their marketing or something like if you had a business page you then you could market to those people but that's where it was developed but they had it in their regular search too and i don't know if they've eliminated it from their regular search and now it's just in the marketing side but I don't have a business page, so I never used it. I never looked into it. Yeah, I get you. I don't know. I'll have to take a look, take a look around. Um, but, yeah, I think by the time I do that, I'll, I'll probably have built one out of steel quicker. <laughs> so I have I have a fair bit of sheet, sheet metal here, so um, 
I just have to figure out some measurements and then build it. So good. Cause that's, that's something I found. Uh, what is it? If I found online, it was, uh, so I'm trying to make a cone, but there's another word for it. Um, ice cream. No, it's Waffle? called <laughs> sugar. It's called a frostum. F R U S T U M. A portion of a cone or pyramid that remains that remains after the upper part is cut off. So it's basically like a cone with without a point. And that's called a frostum. That's yeah. That's what Google says. I found it. I was I was on YouTube and I found a couple videos. Uh, a couple or one was real nerdy. Was. Uh, really got into like the trigonometry like talking about uh tans and thetas and uh, stuff i remember from high school but i don't I, I couldn't do that math anymore i i know i could but i'm not gonna put the time in <laughs> um i'm just looking for a formula to go i need it to be this size at the bottom and then this size at the top and then but because you have to cut it with a curve built into it so you can't right. just cut a sheet a flat sheet that's a certain size you have to cut it with the curve so that the top edge is longer than the than the or sorry the bottom edge that's supposed to go over the six inch piece needs to be longer than the where it joins a two and a half inch that i have at the forge so i have to make that fit good luck yeah i'll get there i've got uh like i say i've got a fair bit of sheet metal there that i can weld weld up so I'm sure I could draw it up in AutoCAD and give you a printout that you can print out on eight and a half by 11 and tape it together. So you have the perfect cut. Well, that would be mighty nice of you. <laughs> it's good. Good thing. I know a draftsman. Yeah, but I don't know how to do the 3d part to unravel it. So now you're going to make me do the math. Now I have to do the math. Well, you just offered. So I assumed you could do the math. <laughs> Or that AutoCAD could do the math for you. Yeah. Send me the details of what it needs to be. <laughs> I will. No, I'm excited for that. That's that's definitely to have the shop be that much quieter, um, even though the, the most noise is actually at the hammer and anvil, but just the baseline noise to be quieter would be nice. And then there's added control to that uh, fan because instead of like the the blower that i had which is on off that's it there's some some control there's a damper on the inlet that you can slow slow down the amount of air it's bringing in but the thing is just full bore all the time and then the damper on the on the suction side of it is is not really tight so it's not even when you do close it up it's not you don't see a big change but the blower that I got through uh, house, it has um, there's no there's no damper on the front or on the suction side of it. It has a, a rheostat, the, like a speed controller that you can adjust, which will slow down the amount of air that you're bringing in and then ultimately pushing out, so you can have that much finer control with the air system. Very cool. So it's not quite an Apollo. More like a Gemini or Mercury. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah it's it's definitely not as refined as the apollo um yeah call it a mercury i guess nice early version i i still don't know did he name it after the space missions uh i think so because i mean he's right there and everyone's like no i think it's after the something else and i was like all right whatever house let us know yeah yeah i yeah it could be either could could be both i'm not not 100 percent sure maybe i'll go back and watch his video to figure it out (laughs) i know i had apollo missions in my head i can't remember where that came from yeah it kind of sticks in your head especially knowing that he's in was it fort meyer Mm -hmm. he's in florida so to me florida's you know he's close to the cape somehow (laughs) probably not but it could be hours away yeah he's on the other side it's like uh it's like somebody asking me if i know somebody from canada (laughs) do you you know know somebody from canada do you know jim do you know jim from alberta no i don't know (laughs) anyway i'm gonna start swearing (laughs) (laughs) so get back Uh, to motivation oh yes you think the sound's gonna motivate you or is it the uh getting to work on the shop again I think it's getting to work in the shop again. I think this time of year is always easier to get out there too because it's it's cooler. Um, people are generally inside more, so you, you you're not too worried. I'm deathly afraid that I'm going to make too much noise and I'm going to have a neighbor come over and then all my fun gets shut down. Right. So, have you thought uh, about insulating the shop so there is no noise coming out of the shop? Not this shop. The next shop. <laughs> so. My intent is the next shop will be on this property, but um, it'll be much larger and have as much insulation as I can get in it to or soundproofing that I can do to uh, to allow me to have some more more fun tools in there. And how much is a couple rolls? I mean, it's a small shop, right? It's ten by ten. Twelve, yeah, twelve by twelve. How much could it be to throw on some insulation? Yeah, but then I got to sheet it with something so that the I don't get stuff in the insulation. Who cares if you do? It's a shop. <laughs> I don't want to get stuff in the insulation and have it burn on me or something. And right now it's wood. Yeah, which I'll see smoke and smolder. I hope. <laughs> I got. I know what you're saying. I know. I know. It's my own fault. I think you could sheet it up pretty cheap. Yeah, but then it may get too hot in there for you. Yeah, or so that's part of it is I run with the doors wide open. So I've got the front wall is has the doors and they're probably eight feet of the twelve that are is a doorway, maybe seven. Somewhere's in that ballpark. So when you open that up, it's you know, there's no cutting any sound down. But like I say, well I got the one neighbor that would have that should have any issue has already said to Hammer away. Swing away, so it is what it is. I just, I got to get over, get, get my own, get motivated to, to just get out there. But yeah, I got a few projects now I've, I've been thinking about. Um, and that's, that's the biggest thing for me right now. That's got me, that does have me motivated to get back out there and get, get going again is I, I, I do feel a lot better when I'm out there. So I think it's a great stress reliever for me. So it's a, it's a weird thing. I, I find when I'm tired, like if I'm, come out of there and i'm tired and i just i sleep better i just i'm just happier 
You know so. what they say, a tired dog is a good dog. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. That's, uh, that's what I'm learning with our, <laughs> our new dog. If you don't play him out a little bit, he's he's a little hellion, so. Yeah, got to keep him busy. Yeah, well, that's what the that's what the the kids have named him as a joke. They call him the White Devil because <laughs> when he's if he's not if he's not exercised or kept busy, he's like a child with ADHD. Like he just he just terrorizes. But if you keep him busy, man, is he ever? He's such a a good dog to have around. Like he's just quiet, a lot of fun. That's good. My dog now, if I'm on the couch and I haven't taken, like, if, if after work I, I go downstairs and I sit down on the couch, if I'm on my phone, he'll come over and knock my phone out of my hand. Let's go. We got to go for a walk. We haven't gone yet. Yeah. He's the one who keeps me going, getting out and doing stuff. Yeah. Our guy, our the newest guy, Scout, he's that way. He uh, he barks like a mother at, at Lil, but for me, he's he's realized that you know i'm the boss and he can't he can't bark at me and get his way so but he comes up he'll jump up beside me and then i get a paw like up on the shoulder on my arm or on my leg like he just like swats at me with a paw and he'll and then he'll leave it on me like so the i know that he's there and he's staring right at me the whole time too so i know when it's time for him to you know go outside or needs the washroom or whatever yeah no i take i try and take him for a walk every day after work and it gets into a routine and when he's in that routine like he won't let you break it yeah bugs the hell out of me until we go he'll sit there like yesterday i didn't feel like getting up and he sat there and he was like like visibly angry with me and he was like (laughs) (laughs) i'm like what are you doing then he started swatting my phone away from me hitting me then he'll jump down and run around and be like let's go i got i gotta burn off some energy yeah yeah our guy's similar like when i got home from the gym tonight um i come in sat down for a minute and same idea it was he come up swatted at me hit me in the shoulder or something and then was like right in my face like like nose right in my face and then i said what did they say to him he he picks up, he's starting to pick up words. So I said, oh, do you have to pee? His ears popped up. And then, then the next thing, do you want to go outside? And I said, outside, his ears perked up. I was like, all right, he wants to go out. So then I started to move, and then he jumps off the couch and runs to like to the middle of the living room, and he turns, and then he's he's doing that puff, like that, like just blowing air. But he's he's trying, he wants to bark, but he knows if he starts barking at me, it's he gets a bad, a bad result. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, we went out and he he ran around for a minute, but really didn't need to do anything. He just heard those words and was like triggered that he needed to go, yeah, run around. So he was he was he's been a lot of fun to have around. He's he's almost like a greyhound in a way. You know how they talk about greyhound? You get them take them out, run them around for like 10 minutes, and then they're like played right out. Yep. He's basically that kind of version, but probably less, probably more times needed for him to run around. Like when I take him out, I have to 
like go out with a ball or something to throw and then just let him go. And he usually just, he gets the zoomies for, oh yeah, probably, probably not a lot longer than 10 or 15 minutes, but probably closer to 20. And then after that, like he'll sleep the rest of the day. Yeah, it doesn't take much. So. The good thing is for me though, that when he gets me off the couch, whether it be, I mean, now it's getting dark a little earlier, but uh, normally, like during the summer, I would take him out after dinner, and then I was already up. I'm not going to sit back on the couch, so then I'd go in the shop. Otherwise, I would have sat on the couch the whole time. So, <laughs> Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's definitely, um, our, well, we have the older dog, too. He's He'll be 15 in December, so we can't really take, we can't really take him for long, long walks anymore. He's... He's basically to the stop sign and back, which is, you know, uh, 500 feet, 600 feet from the house to mm-hmm. and from. And, uh, but then with Scout, he's the same way. You could take Boston or Old Timer out, do that short walk, and then take the young guy out after that. We've done that a few times, and that, that seems to really help. We need to socialize him, too. He's, he's, uh, can be a bit aggressive around other dogs. Yeah. We, we, we had, uh, I don't know if I told this story or not. Had a bit of an incident, uh, I'm going to say a month or two ago now. It was before camp. And uh, we're walking up the street, and all I hear, he's a friendly dog. And I turn to see this, like, I don't even know what breed it was, but I'm going to guess 70 to 90-pound dog (laughs) just barreling at us. And I got scout by the leash. So... They always say not to like rein them in too much because you want them to have some leeway to like move and defend themselves. And of course, because of the speed of this dog coming at our guy, our guy didn't respond well to it. So then they start growling and like nipping at each other. And then Lil, they spun around and got between, uh, Lil got between the dogs and me. And then she got knocked to the ground. And then, I had to grab this other dog because I think she ended up getting a hold of Scout, but I grabbed a hold of the other dog by the collar and not all I was worth, but pretty damn close. <laughs> Reef this dog into the ditch. <laughs> like the, it's not a, it's not like, like a muddy ditch or anything, just in this onto somebody's lawn kind of idea. And yeah, the whole time I was like, he's not a bad dog. <laughs> it's like, He's not You're really a bad owner for letting him <laughs> run around. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, that was an interesting, interesting time. But yeah, he was he was all right after that. But he's we do need to socialize him more in order to help prevent things like that. He likes chasing cars too. But I don't know how you I don't know how you prevent that so much because of he's a small dog. Like he's thirty pounds. He's he's tall and lean. And then you have a bigger dog coming at him. It's like, I get it. You got to defend yourself. Yeah. My dog doesn't really care about other dogs. I mean, he does for a moment and then he's over it real quick. Yeah, that's good. He, I had one incident with him and another dog once walking on my street. Yeah, we've been pretty lucky. There's a lot of dogs in our neighborhood. And honestly, that's, that's the first really bad of any kind. Um, and even then it wasn't that bad, um, because actually the dog, neither dog, I think was hurt. 
Um, the one bad thing was that Lil did take a tumble and ended up, I think she got some stones or something in her knee mm. like when she fell. But Oh, and she happened to be repping a Working Hands t-shirt, and that, that didn't survive. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it, not that it didn't survive. It just got a rip in it, so it's a shop shirt, I guess. How do we go from motivation to dogs? I don't know. That's what we do. <laughs> random. You want random random thoughts from Tony and Keith, and that's what you got. Let's bring back the shop talk. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that was a weird tangent because now I'm thinking of how we got there, and it started with a, me saying that I do better when I'm in the shop. Yeah, the tired oh, dog. The tired yeah. dog. The tired dog. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And this has been Pet Talk on the Working Hands Podcast. Yeah. Ah, but yeah. That's fun stories. Yeah. Uh, I got a funny one about my dog I'll tell you in the after show. <laughs> the, like every, um, everybody knows that story, Keith. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, well, I'll tell you now, it, it was the, I was walking my dog down the street and our neighbors had gotten um, some dogs. They had the, what are they? Malamars is is that the German Shepherd like like they use it for like uh oh the um the military dogs the Belgian Mal something like that yeah not I want to say Malmute yeah whatever something it is. like that it doesn't matter yeah it's they're the ones that, I don't, I don't yeah know. they're Belgian. walking down the street and it was in the house and I heard it barking and we go walking past the house no big deal right he was just at this big glass front door barking and then I'm coming back. <laughs> And I hear it barking, but now I don't hear it barking as if it's behind the door. It had broke through the door and ran down the lawn across the street and was now uh, at my dog. And at first it was friendly, and then it got a little too friendly. And uh, <laughs> um, and um, and my dog had had enough of that and put an end to it. So that was cool to see him take down a, a dog that's like twice his size. And then the owner of the other dog is like, what are you doing? I'm like, he's got to protect himself, you know? <laughs> like, luckily, they come running out. And I, I had talked to them a few times. They're nice and all. And I'm like, you you should not let your front door open with this dog. He's like, well, he broke the door open to get out. I'm like, okay, well, maybe a little training. You can't blame my dog who's on a leash and then gets accosted by your dog. Yeah. Uh, anyway, workshop talk. Yeah. I'm trying to find this dog. It's, it's a Belgian mal nose or something i I don't want to have to say it but malinois mel okay there you go isn't that what i said to begin with i don't know i don't know i don't listen to you whatever <laughs> so i am uh gearing up to do the whole fall shop cleanup where i get rid of a bunch of stuff and reorganize everything pretty excited for that yeah i uh i think the shop's my shop's in pretty good shape right now. Um, I got to do something with that vice that I got from from Ed. I think that's going to go, I think it's going to go in my basement. And that's going to be um, part of my uh, kind of woodworking stuff. But I don't know. I haven't made up my mind because I, I think a vice like that needs to be in a metalworking space. So we'll see. It's a nice vice. Yeah, I'm extremely happy uh, that I was gifted that. 
Who gave you that? Ed's clock some more. Ed's clock some more. Yeah. I, I, it's completely random too. I was like, he's like, I just saw you walking and I, I got this vice and I thought you would use it. And I'm like, yes, I will use that vice. So I, was, I wish he had seen me walking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm kidding. Ed. The, um, I, I, I I did reach out to Ed, and I screwed this up when we were thanking people for the swap. But thank you, Ed. He helped us set up for the swap, so thank you. And Five yes. O Designs too for the shelving units. I don't know if we mentioned them in the last one, but thanks to them too. I think we did, but yeah, it's it's worth saying again. Yeah, those sh- th- those shelving units were uh, um, a massive help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm about to like wipe out my shop again and i kind of want to wipe it all all out sell off everything and start over (laughs) yeah i'm not doing that i'm not doing it either (laughs) i I mean half of what i have out there i got it's such a good deal i would never be able to replace half of what i have yeah well that's that's the thing i look at i remember when i bought my anvil like i got it for like I think it was like four fifty or four seventy five, and I look at that now, and there's no way. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't. I couldn't sell it. Like couldn't let. If somebody walked in and offered me, they'd they'd have to offer me a big chunk of money to have that walk out of my shop. Mm-hmm. Like it's everything I need. I don't need a bigger one. I would like to have a German double horn the one with the it's got the round horn on one end and then the, 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 the square flat topped horn on the other um yeah that that i'd like to have and i'd like to have that in about a 200 pound ish but yeah that that'd be the only thing it'd have to be some sort of trade that ended up like instantly having that anvil in my shop yeah yeah i don't know if there's anything i would not replace in my shop yeah, I don't think I'd replace the my post vice either. I think I like to keep that because um, the research I've found on it um, is that it was actually made. It's a Canadian made vice, so the fact that it's Canadian made, I'm like, I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, and it works great. It's uh, it's in pretty good shape. Like the the handle on it's not bent that's in good shape like it's like nobody really abused it that much i've probably abused it more than anybody else but but i also don't put i don't put cheaters on it when i'm trying to clamp something so yeah i have a post vice and it is in my way in my shop yeah I'd... i i just don't have a home for it so it's not set up it's just laying in front of something yeah. and then i have to move it and it's heavy and it's big i would like to have more space for that vice like i'd like to have 360 degrees around it Mm. i have it in a corner that gives me you know a bit more than 180 but not a lot more depending on what i'm doing if it's a smaller piece like anything under 18 inches two feet i've got a full 360 to kind of work because i can swing stuff over the back side of it but anything longer than that like i was doing my um I was doing the uh, tripod for the swap, and those started out as five foot uh, pieces of square bar and round bar, and they just uh, they were just too big for that space. 
Like if I had a full 360 around the vice, it would have mm-hmm. made that would have made that um, the forming of like the scrolls and the hooks for the uh, the two uprights um, would have so made what that. You do is take this new vice that you have, put it on a cart, so that you can wheel it out outside the shop, and then you have 360. Yeah, it's a possibility. I like those um, something like those workstations that the cash is making would be nice to put outside, but then what cash is making is way too nice to leave outside. So yeah, I'd like to find a, maybe something that was a little beat up and then like another post vice and put it on something where I can move it around outside, give myself Mm -hmm. some more space. If I can find one cheap enough, I'll probably do that. Yeah. They come up cheap here, but I never know if it's a good one or not. A lot of times, as long as the screw and the, the screw and the screw box are good and as long as it's got the jaws and everything's complete as far as the jaws are concerned so like the, the whole le- vice <laughs> no well the body i mean the, the spring everything doesn't mean anything the springs doesn't mean anything and the back and the rear the clamping part doesn't mean anything because you can you can build that fairly uh fairly easily so because you can pattern it off of uh off of other ones and and it's not that not that difficult to make so yeah because i had to do that with mine um whoever had it before me they they put nails as part of the wedges in the back and i ended up cutting uh some flat bar and making some wedges for it and now it it's way better (laughs) it's not flopping around all over the place when i'm trying to do something so but yeah i don't know what tools i would not get rid of Maybe my grinders. I like my grinders. I don't feel a need to upgrade them. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't change anything for my, for that either for me. the uh, A drill press, a nicer drill press would be good. Um, yeah, I love my drill press, but if, if somebody offered me a Nova one, I, I would take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Is that the variable speed one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd need something. I like having the bench top. But then that kind of limits you on the the size of stuff that you can, like your um, the throat or whatever. But honestly, I don't like I'm drilling flat bar and small rounds, like just small stuff. So I really don't. I just need something that's got good torque. That's really the biggest thing that I need, and and the variability in the speed, so that you know when you're drilling something bigger, you can have that lower speed that you need, so you're not destroying the bit. Because yeah. the one I have right now, the lowest speed's like four hundred, and certain bigger bits and steel—that's that's too fast. Hmm. I picked up like I have the Buffalo, the green one, but I picked up a Walker Turner, which is also green but different, and I haven't restored it yet. And I mean, it needs a new wire and some cleanup. It doesn't really need a restoration, but um, I have that because it's it was made with the with the like real slow speed. So I'm keeping that for metal work, but yeah, that I, makes sense. I've had it for months now and I haven't done anything with it. And I, I don't know when I would, so I don't know if I'm going to keep it or sell it or what, but that's a floor one. Yeah. I thought about getting the floor one. Cause I mean that they have, you've got a lot more options in the, the sizing that you can get for them, but I have a shelving kind of unit already made that fits 
bench top. I think I might stick with that. I I have never used the drill press and thought, oh man, if only like I've never used the buffalo one and thought, oh man, if only this was a floor drill press. Yeah, I think I think the only reason I thought about floor ones was it just has that much generally has more horsepower and they seem to have more options like they seem to be a higher quality but in all honesty yeah bench top is basically all i need yeah i'm still waiting for the house drill press tables to come out yeah i gotta look that up you guys keep talking about it but i uh and he was talking about it on makeshift the other day and um i need uh yeah, look it up for next week. Look it up. But in the meantime, how about we look up those patrons and give them some thanks? Uh, I suppose. They I are good people. They're all good people. We do have uh, four new ones that I'll save till the end. So um, so we have Corey of Odyssey CNC, Christy of Twisted Twine, Annette of 513 Woodworks, Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell, Lily Nurture Photography, David Beckwith makes NB Woodfinery. Eastpokes. In our top tier, we have Eastpokes Studios, Danell Smith Christian, Brian Drennan, Horse Maritime Nice Supply.com, Ed Johns of ButtJoints.com, Adam of Uncle Sam Metalworks, Brian Housewart of Workfor Podcast, Arch Gino Sorio, Matt of Wooden Mustache, Brad of Brad's Customs, David and Joanna at Wido Works, Chad of Chad's Custom Creations. Ryan of Gnome Hammer Forge, David of DW Wood Builds, Matt of First Do Construction, and Daniel and Drizzy. And our new ones this week we have from last week's show, we have Dad of Serpent Head Forge and Will of W Urban One. This is Instagram handle. Those those two gentlemen are both of uh, seal or <laughs> I keep saying <laughs> easy. Smelt trying, team six. Smelt team six, not seal team six. Um, and then we have uh Chris of Green Money Fab, another former guest. And then we have Miguel of. I'm gonna screw this up, but it's Miguel without the L, and then add a V underscore makes. That's his Instagram handle. If you type all that out, that's not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> so yeah, we appreciate uh, appreciate everyone, and uh, thank you for the uh, the new patrons as well. Yes, thank you all. We definitely appreciate it. It's fantastic. So, what's your next project in the shop? Actually, making project, not shop project. Um, next is um. I want to get some stuff done for Christmas. Um, there's actually, and this is where it comes into motivation and deadline and the deadlines that seem to work for me is if I can get some stuff done, there is a maker fair, which is kind of odd to see the word maker <laughs> other than in the, inside our community, um, at my work. Oh, wow. So, so they're doing it in the head office. So there's a, a we have a 12 story um, office building that was built as a headquarters, and they're having I think they're holding it in the building somewhere. I can't remember where. I I just know I got the email yesterday or something. Kind of sparked some interest, and 
I might make some, uh, dismiss some trinkets, trinkets and try a few projects that I've been meaning to do. Um, like, uh, I want to make, uh, like a meat fork and I'd like to try and do a spatula. I think that would be fun. That does look like a fun project. Yeah. Um, and they're not too bad to do. Um, or at least from what I see, uh, and how I think I'd make it work. I, I think that's a fairly, uh, simple project because you're just drawing out a handle and then a few rivets and then you got with a flat plate. So that's not too bad. And then, um, yeah. And then just kind of getting some stuff done up for Christmas to have for friends and family kind of thing. So there's a few things to do. I got, uh, we have a kind of a, our own little present giving within Lil's family where all the adults draw one name and that way we just, that's what we buy for one person and not for like everybody Smart. within the family. So it's kind of allows everybody to kind of spoil the kids and the adults just kind of get one or two things here and there. Yeah. So it's nice that way. We do like a um, white elephant exchange with the extended family. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, there's some, there's some motivations, some external motivation there. So I, I think that's, that's what usually gets me going. So, um, and I think doing something like that at work would be good because there's as much as I don't want people I work with in my business, it, it might be good to, you know, stir up some business at work. So give yourself those deadlines. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's the 24th of November is the, and it's like a, 11 to 2 kind of thing so it's not like a huge time time commitment just show up with some items and a few things to to uh like i get my bottle openers and stuff that i do too so i've got a bunch of those already done um does this mean with you making all these new things that we may see some content on the woodland iron page maybe (laughs) i'm hoping i'm hoping that i i get inspired to do a few things more um it's funny when you look back at old videos and you're like, oh, that would have been a pretty good one. But in the moment you're like, ah, I don't No, This doesn't make sense. And then, cause I was going through, um, the phone I have right now is, um, it's a 128 gig. So I'm running out of space in it. So I was, I was, uh, going through and like deleting like old screenshots and things like that, that I've, you know, yeah. you pick up over time and you don't have any use for anymore. Um, so I was going through and deleting that stuff. I was getting into older uh, photos and stuff and then getting into older videos. And I was like, some of this stuff was actually pretty good. <laughs> like, I don't know why I don't use this stuff. So kind of get a, get over that hump and then maybe I'll start doing something. But, but it's like, it's the same way as talking about deadlines. Like that May for Makers was, was good that way. It gave me some motivation to get, to like to get on Instagram and do to do it and it really it was a learning experience that showed me i could do it and it really wasn't like i'm not downplaying like it it does it would be difficult to do it for longer than 30 days but it really didn't take a lot to do it for those 30 days so if i wanted to do one a week you know that's and if you did it essentially you did 30 of them that's you know better part of half the year or over half the year right so you could do one a week and you probably help the, you know, 
feed the algorithm some and they might help they might help me out <laughs> yeah well the next thing that i know you have coming up soon it's going to be sooner than you think is make what you fear i know i've been talking or i've been thinking i haven't been talking we'll uh we'll have a few things coming here we're uh we've talked about sponsors i think we're going to reach out i think i'm going to reach out to some sponsorship in the next little bit and we'll do some talking about what the i think i've got it narrowed down as to what we're going to do this year we might have a bit more of a a narrowed down challenge to put it that way still still open like we've had but something that kind of help people we doing winner take all this year yeah we've talked about that i think i think that could be uh could be interesting could uh could motivate some people to do (laughs) to get after it which is good i think we do winner take all yeah and i think we're criteria behind that actual judging criteria before people start yeah and i think uh timing what we do last year i think we did three months we did four months the first year. Yeah, that was too long. I'm uh, be honest with that. That was too long. I think it was three. So was I think it, I think uh, we'll stay with three. Not to look back. Now we're spitballing on. No, it was definitely four months the first year. Yes, it was four months the first year. Um, we starting in January again. Yeah, it'll be a January start. I think the first. The first Wednesday of January, we'll announce it'll be the, the announcement. Rule announcement. Yeah, and then uh, everybody can start from that point. I think it's going to be the best year yet. It's always the best year yet. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to drum it up here, Tony. <laughs> trying to drum it up. <laughs> I got, know. Tony's got some good sponsor leads. We're we've gonna do some, winner take all. Bring the heat. Good, we've had some good talks. Follow the rules. Don't miss an episode because you may get hints of what it is leading up to it. And then the actual thing will be um, the actual rules will come out the first episode in January. Yes. <laughs> I just went on the hashtag and I'm seeing some of the old uh, urinals. and Yeah. And the, well, I'm on the bandsaw <laughs> right now. So bicycle bandsaw. I, I wonder if that'll ever come back out of storage and be driven around and used to cut things. I feel like if it was driven around, she'd be pretty unwieldy. That's a lot of, that's a lot of weight. I still want to see it completed. Lucas. I don't know if you listen, but yeah, hopefully people bring the heat again this year. Oh yeah. You keep pushing everybody and they will. (laughs) Listen, I'm pushing everybody. Maker swap next year. Rules are going to change a little bit. Oh, it'll be good. Got to keep people motivated. Keep them moving. With that, we're going to close out the show, go over to the after show, where we talk about more stuff. God knows what it'll be today. <laughs> stuff, but and, if you, stuff and things. If you would like to join, head on over to patreon.com, hit the search bar, go to Working Hands Podcast. Once you are entered, once you do become a patron of ours, you are entered in the Gnome Hammer giveaway which should have been announced yesterday. Maybe it's today as this releases. I don't have a calendar in front of me. It's either going to be the 31st or the 1st that this releases. So if you if you missed it for last month, October, getting in now gets you your entries for next 
month's or this month's. How's that work? It would be this month's. He does it every month. He mm. does it with us and a couple other podcasts like Work For It. I know them. Um, if you're a patron of ours, you're automatically entered. You can go to Noam Hammer and become a patron of his and get more entries. You could also just buy tickets to his raffle, but that he he holds that every month, so it's something to look into. He makes phenomenal hammers, so um, even if you're not a blacksmith, you're probably going to want one, so don't miss out. That's not the only perk of being a patron of ours. You also get our after show and the love from both me and Tony, which is hard to get elsewhere. If you want to find Tony, <laughs> if you want to find Tony, I, I don't know. I don't know where that was going. That's got weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and b- you before know. you wrap up, we did do two months because the I just found the post from uh, from last year. And it, we ended on uh, February 28th last year. So we went two months. So should we do three months this year? Let us know. Yeah. I think We're looking that's at, at the listeners, the participants. Do you want a two-month challenge or a three-month challenge? Yeah. Just remember, if you request more time, your competition is also getting more time. <laughs> yeah. So be prepared. The only thing, the only real good thing about more time, though, is it allows people like us who are hobbyists to find the time to complete a project or take on, tackle a bigger project. Yeah, you get more weekends. Yeah, because you're going to need the time to acquire your materials. You're going to need the time to put those skills to use, complete the project, put it out there, and tell us your story behind it. But yeah, if you want to find Tony, he's at Woodland Iron. I'm at Blackthorn Concepts. Both of us can be found at Working Hands Podcast on Instagram or Working Hands 3 on TikTok. If you want to send us an email, it is workinghandspodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to leave a five-star rating, that would be awesome. A review would be amazing. And if you share the show with all of your friends, like you should be doing every week, that would be epic. We appreciate it. We will talk to you guys next week. Later.